This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast brought to you by Art Wiederman, CPA with Ide Bailey. Whether it's taxes and investing or planning wisely, Art is the expert to make your dental practice profitable. At Ide Bailey, what inspires you inspires us. We provide a suite of accounting and advisory services dedicated to the total care of your practice. Visit our website to access our tools and resources tailored for dentists, idebailey.com slash dentist. That's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com slash dentist. This podcast is distributed with the understanding that Art Wiederman, CPA, and Ide Bailey, LLP are not rendering legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Listeners should consult with their business advisors before acting on any of the information or opinions shared. If you have questions and or feedback, make sure to email Art over at awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y dot com. You can also give Art a call at 657-279-3243. Without further delay, here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman, CPA. I'm your host. Art Wiederman, welcome to my podcast uh, on this. It, the sun is trying to come out here in Southern California. I would like to know which one of my listeners stole the sun from South Orange County. It has just been, I was on the golf course the last two days and there's no sun and now it's it's thinking about it. So we're hopeful to see some sun coming out here. Um, and uh, today on our podcast, I'm very, very excited to cover a topic that we haven't covered in the last four and a half years that we've been doing this. Uh, we're going to talk to you about what your dental office should look like. What about the design of your dental office? And I have uh, Kim and Natalie Nickerson of Nickerson Design. They are interior designers. Uh, they are two sisters. Their mom uh, actually was on our podcast uh, about three years ago, and she is a dental consultant. So this is a a family entrenched in the dental profession, and I have seen some of their dental offices, and they are exquisite. And we're going to talk about what should your office look like? Uh, what about working with a contractor? What about working with equipment people? What works? What doesn't work? How can you make sure you don't spend $100 million building out your dental office? You know, what's more expensive? We're going to get into all of this with Kim and Natalie in a moment. I'm excited about that. Again, we haven't done uh, we haven't done a podcast on the construction. We did have a dental architect way back uh, about two years ago, but um, I can't get the con- contractors are very, very busy building lots of dental offices. And so, uh, and and Kim and Natalie are busy too, but uh, they were kind enough to share some of their time. We'll, we'll talk to them in a moment. I want to ask you again to take a look at the website of our wonderful, wonderful partner, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, www.decisionsindentistry.com. Uh, you can get 140 continuing education courses for a very, very reasonable price. Uh, on all kinds of clinical topics and a who's who of uh, dental clinicians, all the names you know and love. And uh, we are starting to work with their team on a uh, a business part of their website. I'm very excited about that. We'll be having more information to you coming up shortly. Uh, I'll also be reporting to you that uh, I am actually leaving tomorrow to go for the um for a visit to Nashville. I've never been to Nashville. Um, I've been told that I'm going to be doing some line dancing, which could be very scary if you hear about uh, someone ending up in in a hospital or them calling an ambulance. I'm not the most nimble person on my feet, but I'm going to Nashville to the to be with my friends at the Speaking and Consulting Network, SCN, uh, Ryan Vett, Lois Banta, uh, and some of the most uh, famous uh, speakers in the country. Uh, and I'm going to be going there for three days, so I'll report back to you on how that's going to go. Um, if you guys are going to be anywhere near the CDA convention in um, San Jose, September 7th to the 9th, I will be speaking there. We don't have the schedule out yet, but I'm very, very excited about that. And if you are looking for a dental CPA, uh, we have just finished uh, a little over a month ago, uh, almost two months ago, uh, April 15th, uh, tax filing day. 
If you got a big surprise, that that's where we get a lot of our new clients, folks. Is uh, I'll get a dentist, they'll call me up and say, Art, uh, my CPA told me on the 13th of April that we owed $80,000 and I wasn't real happy about that. I'd like to see what you've got going on. Please give me a call, 657-279-3243 or Art uh, A. Wiederman at Idebailey, E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. And um, I also want to talk to some of you folks that are looking very quickly at um, considering selling your dental practice to a DSO. We are getting more and more into this space because our clients are asking us about it all the time. All I can say to you is if you are talking to one DSO because they called you and they told you they could give you the moon, call me, email me. And, and, and let's start a conversation because we want to make sure that you don't take your biggest asset and do something that you're not going to be happy with. We've unfortunately had a couple of folks that have done this and come back to us and said, gee, I wish I hadn't have done that. And we've got folks that are happy with it. So please give me a call regarding that. And my clients are still getting calls on the employee retention tax credit. And the government came out with another warning a couple of days ago that they are forming um, task forces to go after this. So please, please, please be careful. Uh, if someone tells you that just because you have employees and you were open um, during the pandemic that you qualify, I would be very, very wary because it's, uh, I, I mean, I could spend another hour talking about that, but I won't. Be sure to check out our new Ide Bailey podcast, Ebb and Flow, a business podcast providing inspired insight on issues and trends the middle market faces. Hear unique business stories, get answers to frequently asked and unasked questions, and understand business topics that matter to you. Available now on your favorite podcast platform. So anyway, with that said, let's get to my uh, my guests, Kim and Natalie Nickerson of Nickerson Design. Uh, again, they have designed, uh, they were telling me a little earlier before we came on the air, close uh, pushing upwards of 100 dental offices, and uh, they work uh all over the place, from what I understand. And again, I've seen their offices. They're exquisite. So, Kim and Natalie, hello. How are you today? Welcome hello. to the Art of Dental Finance and Management. <laughs> Did you do that together? Did you practice that? Did you, what? Yo, good. What? you know what? It's because when you're sisters and you're, you work this close together all the time, not just in our professional lives, but our personal lives, yes. we end up just we're yeah. like twins, but yeah, but not but not. So you, you finish each other's sentences. Yes, we do. Yes, right. All the and, time. and you're 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 an aunt, an assistant mom, an assistant this, an assistant that, and I, I think that's, that's wonderful. Where where are you guys located? So um, I'm in Claremont, and um, yeah, but, and I'm in Santa Clarita. Okay, so that's in Southern California for everybody who's not familiar. Uh, with that. And then you guys work together on offices all uh, uh, all over. Do you work just in California or do you work nationwide or where do you work? So we haven't done anything out of California. We're not opposed to it, but uh, majority of our work is Southern California, but we have done a couple of offices up North. Great. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about your professional journey. How did you, uh, where did you start? Maybe where you went to school? How did you get into this? I mean, it's, yeah. uh, well, it's very, very specific. Story. What, a, what story. a story. What a story. Yeah. Are you ready? Well, we got all the time in the world, guys. Okay. So you want to start, yeah. Kim, or you want me to? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I think when we, uh, we both set off to college, not knowing that I think we would end up here owning our own business, even though, you know, something that we always said we want to do and weren't quite sure at that point in our lives. And we kind of took our own journeys, you know, through our 20s a little bit and whatnot. And then, um, you know, I think we always love design. We always did things together. And so we, we started doing homes. And um, like you said, our, our mother is a dental consultant and she's been in the business since she was 17. And so um, we were kind of raised with a dental background a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then actually our grandma was a famous interior designer. So we oh, grew is that up. Right? Yeah, yeah. We grew up with an interior designer and then our mom who has been doing you know, uh, she was an assistant, she was an office manager. So she has always been in the dental field. So we kind of had the two backgrounds growing up and 
as Kim said, we did residential and then our mom actually came across a few offices that needed some help. And so we started doing little projects in the beginning. And then we got our first build out, I believe in 2014, 2015. Yeah. Yeah. And we kind of fell in love with the whole process of a commercial build out design. It was really fun for us. And it kind of took off after that. So. Okay. Well, that, that that's great. You've been doing this for about eight, eight years now. If the math were, I'm required to do math. So with, 2015, with yes. about eight exactly. years in, in dental yes. and before that residential. Let's yeah. start off with the first question. What does an, what does a good interior designer do? What, what, what is your job? What, you know, someone says, right. I need you. What, what, what do you do? Right. And this is such a, a great point yeah. to talk about. Cause I feel like most people don't really understand. They think we kind of just pick out colors. Um, and obviously we pick out everything with the design, but there's so much more that goes into this job. Um, for an example, you know, when you start a build out, let's just take a build out for an example, setting the allowances so that these contractors can, can bid on this project is really, really important. Number one, just because you want all the contractors to be bidding on all the aspects of material and design. And number two, it's like, you know, it's important that they're going to be like, hey, we're going to give you a low budget. And then all these extra costs are going to come up as they're designing. So that's a huge, you know, something for us, we do in the very beginning with our clients is setting these goals for them. Um, Another aspect of interior designers is really keeping up on the materials. So with budgeting, you know, we are going through what their budget is. So that's another aspect of it. So where can we spend the money to make your office look a certain way? And where can we pull back from? Um, what else? Yeah, can? well, and in, in with all that in mind, you know, the biggest part of it all is creating that feeling, right? We all have, <clears throat> when we walk into a space, we we get a feeling. And, you know, for most of these doctors, you know, it's their second home. So you want to be able to be in a space that feels like home and not just for you, but the experience that comes along for those patients that walk in the door and leaving there, leaving with that feeling of what great service, what great atmosphere, you know, all those things combined it. So it's on top of creating, you know, that whole environment on top of dealing with your budgets, dealing with your contractors, dealing with your equipment specialists, you know, with all those little aspects combined it. That is our job. Our job is to create a very cohesive, amazing environment for you to basically, you know, be in for the most of the time. So create, create an office that every day when you wake up in the morning, you go, wow, I get to go there. I'm excited. I get to go there. And I, uh, so many compliments from the doctors after we design is my favorite is like, I want to be here instead of being at home. And they're like, oh, this is nicer than my house, (laughs) you know? Well, then maybe they should let you, maybe you should do like a two for one. You do the house and the office. And we've got a lot of the time we we do. do Do you really? (laughs) Yes. That's the time we do. That's usually what comes next. Yeah. Seriously. So, so you will do a doctor's office and then you'll go to the house and. Yeah. Because we're, we've done residential before it kind of you know they'll ask hey can you do residential and we're like yes we can um so that usually is like the next step for yeah. them <laughs> crazy very, enough very cool. it happens more often than not yeah wow so. so all right so let's start the discussion guys okay so we have a team the team is a a contractor who actually physically puts in the plumbing and the electrical and the floors Correct. and the ceilings and the yeah. You know the the, the fan, fans or whatever you put in there. Yeah. Um, we've got you guys who are going to design it, make it look really yes. beautiful, and, and we've got the equipment specialist. So, okay, so you know we we start from the beginning. I'm a dentist. I'm building a new office. Okay, who who should a dentist call first? Do they call you? Do they call the contractor? Do they call the bank? Right. Uh, do, right. Who do they call? How does the process start? I'm a dentist, and I find yeah. you, and I say I want right. to. I, I'm I'm going to do a startup. Right. Um, so obviously every situation has been different for us actually for, for the lineup of all these different, um, resources, but 
typically, obviously, you're going to have to find your space. So you're going to contact a commercial real estate agent to find your space, the banker, all of that. In the meantime, you definitely want to find your equipment specialist to, you know, to connect with, to design a plan uh, for the space. Contractors and interior designers, we prefer that we're on the job either right right in the beginning or at least where we can kind of talk to them about the contractor process because it's really, really important that, like I said from before, is to have your allowances set so that they're bidding on the same material so that you're not having change orders as you're going. Um, yeah, because so all my my understanding is that that, you know, the the cost in any kind of construction con uh, contract yeah. um, isn't, you know, you set the initial thing, but it's the change orders. Well, okay, so I did this and I know it's going to be X. But I, you know, now I really want Y and then it's going to, right? Right. So in the bid, it's like, what are you actually getting? Because bids can be really confusing, right? They throw in all the electrical, all the plumbing, all the walls, all this. And so, you know, one contractor might, you know, do a hundred or $125 per square foot. Another contractor might be, you know, 185, but it's like, what are you actually getting into these bids? And then also knowing, you know, their timeframe, how, how long do they actually take projects talking to the doctors previously that have worked with them on their communication style? What are they, what are they actually getting from each contractor? It takes more than just looking at a number on a piece of paper. Now, yeah. now, one thing that I have have urged doctors for 40 years to do is to work with dental specialists. I mean, you guys pretty much, other than doing residential, yeah. you design dental offices. That's what you yes. do. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've worked with contractors that have never seen the inside of a dental office, unfortunately. Um, actually, we've worked with, I would say 80% yeah. we have worked with uh, dental contractors, there are times where doctors like, Hey, they've done my house. They've done a great job. We want to use this person. It's not our favorite road to go down because there's a lot that goes into it. Just with all the material that you have to have in an ADU, there's just so much detail that goes into a dental office that we wouldn't recommend it. And there also too, if you've got a contractor who doesn't do commercial spaces, you also are getting someone who may not be as familiar, like Natalie said, with the codes, but not just the codes, the material. And it's budgeting for that material too, because we also have to do commercial grade on a lot of these things. And so there is a knowledge wise, you should normally try to always go with with the dental professional. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime that you have somebody who works with a dental office, you know that they know, you know, and, and you don't have to then worry about if they know. <laughs> right. And if, are they going to get past, you know, their permits? And it's just, a, there's a lot that goes into it. So we wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, we, we want to do that. And and how important, it's really important for everybody to work together right at the beginning to get the doctor's vision, right? Correct. Yes. That's super, super important. Yeah. And how we kind of operate is, you know, like, as I said, these offices are the doctor's offices, their second home. So yes, can we just come up and create an idea? Yes, but we we really like to get to know our doctors. And by doing that, by learning what in their head, what they like is we say, okay, go on Pinterest. And it doesn't have to be an office. It could be a spa. It could be a, hotel. a nature scene. It could be a Literally restaurant, it anything. could be anything that you gravitate towards yes. that and you then, love. And then with that, we sit down and do Come a Zoom with a call and we go, okay, what in this picture, if I'm looking at a force, what in this picture is is what you're drawn to? Could be a color, it could, could yes. be a feeling, it could be the the earthy look, you know, it Chums. could be so many different things. You know, we had we had a doctor once um, actually up north. Um, who she showed us all these spa photos. She was like, this is it. This is the feeling I want. I want a spa. my patients to come in and feel like they're visiting a spa, that very, you know, tranquil kind of feel. And so with that, we pulled in the colors, we pulled in, you know, just even the visual, like everything's more sculpted and, and, things like that. So that's kind of how we 
create our space. And I can say too, it's, you know, the doctor could come and say, Hey, I want a really coastal feeling office, but in their photos, they're speaking transitional, traditional looking spaces. And so from there, we can really digest what they're trying to communicate with us because everybody internalizes design way different. And so for us to speak to us, we have to point out things. What, What do you like? What you don't like? You know, and from there, Kim and I can really create a yeah. space. It's our way to look inside someone's head and go, okay, okay. this is what yeah. you're visualizing. And so we understand. And from that, we can create <sighs> a space, a color theme, all of the above. So so do you ever get a dentist where you, you go in and you just look at them and go, no, we're not doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you no. Know, uh, yeah. You know, it's only when like, <laughs> it's only when they really want to keep things that uh-huh. maybe from the past. Yeah, that I were mean, like and okay. This, this is another thing too. What we recommend is so there's a lot of the time doctors doing build outs or you know whatever it may be. They they hire us to do you know pick out the colors, the floor, the baseboards, the design of the desk, maybe feature walls, the lights, the all this stuff and then they don't do the furniture at the end. And then they bring in all types of different furniture that doesn't kind of really just go with oh. the space. It just sometimes yeah. Is, so just, yeah. our recommendation is to always follow through. You know, right. just like anything that you're doing. If you're a dentist and you're you're doing a root canal, you know, you're going to do, you know, root canal one, and then one check, through, uh, yes, one through five yeah. in order to complete it. And you don't stop at, at one through three. So for us, if you really want to complete your space and for someone to be like, oh, wow, when they walk in, we always suggest that you follow through to the end and really kind of yeah. let, that let the professionals pick everything out. Now, do you also get involved in the actual, I mean, I know you're doing the interior designs and the colors mm-hmm. and the floor, but do you actually get involved with the actual design of the office, the actual, how big is the, the front office? How big is the doctor's office? How big are the treatment rooms? What's the flow? Do you get involved in that? Or is that more the contractor? Yes. Yes. And no. So yeah. we don't do the actual space planning. Um, we kind of stick in our lane with interior design, but we do, you know, we do look at the space layout with the doctor to be like, Hey, I maybe wouldn't have the bathroom here. I'd move it over there. Or, you know, maybe we should push back the desk a little bit because it seems really large. Let's give a more, you know, bigger, uh, reception area. So there are things that we definitely look through make sure everything looks good to our eye before they even get started. Yeah. And, you know, it's really great too because our mom is a dental consultant and has worked so much in the dental field that sometimes we're we kind of look at something and be like wow that just doesn't something seem right. doesn't seem right right like the That's the well. handoff or the something where you think of their everyday steps and so it's really great to be able to lean on our mom sometimes and call her and say hey does this you know transition flow seem right to you like you know, the handoff between patient and doctor or, you know, whatever it may be, does that look like that? Or does it, it, you know, could it be better? Could it, whatever. So we, we do look at these things, um, to answer your question. So we, you know, yeah. All right. So, so I'm really good with numbers. I don't know how to change a light bulb. So I'm going to ask some questions, maybe a couple of specific questions. If I say something stupid, say, all right, that's really stupid. Let's move on to the next question. Okay, <laughs> okay great. Good so to know. basically, <laughs> let's start with colors. I mean, okay. dental office, uh, w- with all respect to dental, a dental office is a dental office and they're all different. Right. Do you, what? Do you like uh, do you like particular colors or the colors you think work better in a dental office? Uh, is, is white walls, blue? I mean, what... What so, about the colors? Right. So the colors. So Kim and I, I mean, obviously there's things that we gravitate Was that to. a good question, by the way? I mean. No, that, that no it wasn't a good question. Okay. I no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just paint colors, right? So it depends yeah. on the office and what we're trying to achieve. So, and, and I think too, this is actually a really, really good point you actually just brought up. So kudos to you, Art. Thank you very uh, much. It's about time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of a lot of interior designers have very very specific looks. looks. 
they stick to their look, they stick to their, what they most know. of their colors, you know, um, a lot of times we can just spot people. And, and, and this is just for in, interior designers, just, you know, you Everywhere. can look at for anything. Yeah. For anything. Right. You'd be like, Oh, that That's, is that, that is, person. Yes. And I think for Natalie and I, I think our strong suit and what really like sets us apart is that we're very, very comfortable and really hate doing the same thing. Oh, we get over bored. and over and over yes. again. And so for us, we love challenges and we want to do something new. So if someone says, I love red, I hope you don't say that and you want it in your office, but we will make a way to, to make <laughs> that look good. Right. We don't recommend it. So no one say that they really want red in their office, but because um, that would just, Red's never red is a color we always stay away from it in dental offices. <laughs> well, that um, makes sense because that's blood, right? Yes, right. That, blood. Right. No one right. wants to see red when you walk into an office. Yes, but you know there are so many times someone has we had an office say once to us, we um, are starting from the ground up here, but we did buy lime colored dental chairs. Okay, so right then and there we have to go around that chair like, because that chair has lime green, been okay. purchased. So now we got to come. Yes. <laughs> this is a true story. This, this is a true, true story. story. The, the office came go ahead. You know, the office turned out came beautiful out because we really toned down right. everything else to there's make ways yes. to, there's ways to make everything work. So you so, worked around the lime green chairs. We did. Yes. And it turned yeah. out beautiful. It's a yeah. beautiful office. It was we just toned down some of the, some of the other material and then kind of blended in the greens a little bit mm -hmm. in some accents. Mm -hmm. So it's just the way you do it. And hiring interior designers is super important just for that reason, because that could have gone completely South. Right. So, so I, I think the front office, I think that the, and we don't call it a waiting room because we don't want patients to be waiting. waiting. We call it a yes, reception no. area. Yep, so yes. in the reception area, that is to me, again, I'm not an interior designer like you guys are, but to me, that's like, that might be yeah. the most important room in the whole office because that's Great. the first impression that the patient gets when they walk in. Right. So what's right. important in the front office that, that, that you like to say that I'm sure you've got some things to say, we need this in the front office. Right. So yeah. there's so many things that go into it, but it's just depends on the office and we can give examples of. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to give you an office in Long Beach called 4M Dental. Dental. Okay. Um, it's a huge office. This doctor I can say was amazing. Um, he gave us all the reins to do whatever we wanted. We came up with these crazy copper ceilings Yep. Copper beams. It was in, a 9,000 square foot office. So. 9,000 square foot. So was there like a driving range in there for golf and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was a lot of implants. That there was a learn uh, training center in the back. And so we did some really cool things. But the, the point I want to make is that this doctor trusts us. He let us do our job. So mm -hmm. his front office was really a showcase piece. He wanted to show off about this amazing office because it goes, you know, in, you know, it goes in a crazy design in the back. So it's like the front of the office, he wanted to create a comfortable home feeling, but to match the rest of the office. So it's really continually the whole design from the front to the back. Yeah. And, that office, actually, we were in Sidekick Magazine for. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful office. Beautiful office. Gorgeous. It's it's, um, yeah. it's keeping its design, and he's building a, a bunch of them all over the place in Southern California. Yeah. So, but I, you know, to what Natalie said, you know, and I'm I'm big. I'm a person who's kind of big on a feel, a feeling you get when you're in a place. I think it's something that we all just kind of naturally, if we feel comfortable or not, um, is that you, you want that home feeling, feeling, you know, okay. and, and by home, I don't mean like, you know, granny's old couch in the corner and or anything frame. like that. Yeah. I mean, like, like a really just beautifully clean home where you're like, you feel inspired and you're like, wow, this is beautiful. Or I'm I want to keep coming back here. here. I feel comfortable. I, yeah. I feel even if the office is super modern looking yeah we still want to create that home experience yeah in the reception room it, it's really just having that eye for you know it's art pieces it's pillows it's 
you know, it's maybe having some plants. It's it's adding layers and elements to an office that would be in someone's home. So when you're sitting there, you feel you feel good that you're, you're there. Relaxed. Yeah. Comfortable. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, so it's really important yes. to us. So the reception room is important, but it also needs to match the rest of the office. So yes. that's my point of really cool design doesn't mean you can't have a comfortable home feeling reception room. It's just the way you do it and the layers that you put into the space. Yeah. And and do most of the doctors that come to you, do they like they have a pretty good idea what they do and they want to do. And then they come to you and they go, you need to make it into magic or do they, do you have to kind of. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think most doctors and I think people in general, like when you know you're going to be doing something right, you, you automatically in your head, you start visualizing things. And so I think sometimes they're like, well, I, I kind of like certain things. And this kind of goes back to why we love saying, hey, go on Pinterest, pick out some photos, because it could be something so small that maybe they just really love like the look of glass everywhere, you know, but, um, you know, and, and through those photos, too, it's, you know, what do you not like? Do you what what in this photo are you not interested in? So it really kind of goes back to that really getting inside the doctor's mind and really figuring out what they have pictured in their head. And our job is just to make it come to life. To pull it out. Okay. So I've got, I want to get more into some of the budget and costs and things like that in a second, but take a second and tell us a little bit about how you guys work what you do, you know, the yeah. dentist calls you up. How, how would that work if someone yeah. gave well, you a I call? Can, we can kind of go through the process of what this looks like. Um, so obviously when the doctor calls us, we kind of, you know, ask them where they are at this point in their project. So if they already have a contractor, if they already have their equipment specialist, they're, we're kind of the last step. That's totally fine. Great. Um, we will ask them to send their uh, space layout to us. Um, also to send us any kind of what Kim just went over, any inspirational photos. We will set up a Zoom call and we will digest everything in that hour Zoom call of their project. From that, from that meeting, Kim and I will then start, you know, ordering material, uh, putting things together, and then setting a date for our first design meeting. From that design meeting, we will determine it usually takes two or three design meetings um, typically to kind of finalize everything. So at that design meeting, we'll bring everything to the doctor into the space and kind of go through everything, pick everything out. Kim and I will also just throw in some extra things that we may think is really cool and really fun things that they may have not thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we would be working with the contractor and the equipment specialist to pick out the chair colors, uh, the you know any dental equipment that needs help being picked out. Really working with the contractor, hey, this is everything we picked out. Here you go. Here's the, you know, we want the tile to be laying this way, giving all the detail in what we're picking out for the office. Um, and then from there, it's just on-site visits, making sure everything's you know, being ordered, making sure everything's being installed correctly. Um, Also working, we actually also do is, let's just say like the logo. So here's the logo wall. We work, we have somebody that does like really cool designs and Kim and I will actually come up with a lot of the concepts. And so then we'll present those, go through all of that. Um, During that time, we would be measuring for furniture, art, decor, and start doing mood boards, showing the doctor mood boards, going through all of those with them, ordering all the furniture, all the decor, getting everything ready, come to the office, style everything, and voila. <laughs> this is a bit, voila, I like that. The voila. So this, is a bit, this is a big deal. This is not like, yes. okay, here's your cookie cutter office. This is what it's going to look like. Boom. No, there's yeah. a... Every one of them you start it with a it's like it's like my my wife is a professional artist. She starts with a blank right. palette. You start with a blank palette for your yes, dental absolutely. offices. Absolutely. We're yes. we're we're creating as we're going. We are trying to achieve everything they want within their budget and also just working with the with everybody that's on the team, which is super yeah. important. Um, but it's it is a process and it is a journey and it's a lot of time and it's it's something that we love doing and creating with the doctor and it's a fun process. It really yes. is. I mean, 
we really do love our job. Yeah, we and love the fact that we get to work together is yes. like it, unbelievable. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun. You maybe yeah. bring tennis rackets or golf clubs. I don't know. Whatever you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you life, know what? You life, is just, life is too short. You know, yeah, that's how we feel. We're we we take our jobs. We're seriously. not that old to say that yet. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> no, you're not. No, we're not. We're young what? enough to be my daughters. My God, hey, my you know, granddaughters even. Our, our philosophy, I think, in life is that you know nothing can go like nothing can't be fixed, right? Like, right. why do we? Why are we going to stress about something? Let's just figure out a solution. Right. Let's just get this figured out. We're not going to sit right. here and be you know upset because something didn't go its way. Let's. What is the solution? How can we fix it? And let's move on. Yeah. So guys, I want to, I want to tell you uh, to my audience that I, as you know, I work with the best and I've seen what these ladies have done. They, you know, it's funny when you talk about hiring dental employees and I I know uh, Natalie and Kim, uh, your mom, whose name is Sherry, by the way, I didn't mention that before. Uh, Sherry would say uh, what a lot of people would say in, in management is, you know, 80% of success is showing up and, and these two ladies show up and they have fun and they have a passion for what they do. And you want to work with dental professionals because again, uh, you know, I've been in some dental offices where I just go, did, did Art Wiederman design this dental office? Really? I mean, <laughs> what's the deal? So guys, if, if someone wants to get a hold of you or, or even, and we have listeners all over the country. If they want to just call and ask you a question or how, how would they get a hold of you? You have a phone number, website, email. Yeah, we have, um, they can give me a call. Uh, This is Natalie. Phone number is 818-629-8280. We also have a website, which is nickersondesigngroup.com. And also um, you can visit our Instagram, which is nickerson underscore design underscore. So, and they'll and be anybody, able to see some of the offices you've done. Yeah, that's right. absolutely. Yeah. And anybody that wants to call from this podcast, we are offering a free just Zoom call just to discuss your office or your practice or any questions you may have. Okay, there you go. So guys, if you are looking at, and then by the way, we're going to talk in a minute about remodels because we're talking about, you know, most, a lot of what you guys do is a brand new office. It might be a second location. It might be a startup. It might be, who knows, but uh, also, you know, we'll get to remodels in a, in a second, but I want to, I want to talk about budget. Okay. Everything is about money. And, and as we know, costs for construction and everything in your world have gone through the roof in the last three or four years. And and first of all, is is there still before I get to that, is there still an issue with supply chain and getting stuff? It's it's getting better. Yeah. It was that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it's getting better. Things are you know becoming easier, and we're not having to deal with you know months upon months, which was holding up a lot of projects, unfortunately. Um. So yeah, things are getting better. I feel like budgets are a little bit getting better. It's not as you know as crazy. So, um, yeah, I think, I think everything's on, you know, we're, we're on the well. road to the recovery. To yeah. <laughs> so, so in Southern, I, I know that in Southern California, I mean, I've heard numbers and again, I know you're not contractors, mm-hmm. but I've heard numbers, you know, $200 a square foot, $250 a square foot for building costs. Is that in the ballpark? Give or take from what you've seen? Yeah, 185, 200. Okay. So okay. I'm building out a dental office. And, and, and so, um, how can you, this is, I think might be, is very important. How can you help kind of keep everybody so that this thing doesn't get totally out of control and this doctor ends up with a $2 million project? Yeah. So I think we kind of hit this point a couple of times and I'll, you know, say it one more time is having an interior designer setting the, the allowances in the very beginning with the contractor is really going to help. It's really going to not have any change orders or um, create a scenario where you're like, wait a minute, I'm not getting anything with this build. It looks just like a regular office. I wanted X, Y, and Z. And now I have to come out another $20,000 out of my pocket. So really having clear communication on what your office is going to be like and kind of what you want is key in the very, very, very beginning. Now, yeah. if someone doesn't hire an interior designer, 
I, I guess they could get an office built. But how would you even do that? I mean, would you, the contractor just builds an office and there it is and you go pick oh, out your own furniture? Well, the time they will turn to the contractor for decisions. So, so they'll say, oh, can you bring, you know, here's a couple of flooring options. But the contractors that we know want nothing to no, do. No, they just want to build it. Give me the plan and let me build. As busy as is. Yes. So for them, it's like, just pick something and let's move forward. Yeah. You know, of course they care. And then, um, and they, you know, they do have, some of them have, have like focus. a pretty good, pretty good eye, but still at the end of the day, you know, they're there to make sure that you have this beautifully built structure and everything is, is, and, you know, and times doctors will take it on. And we always say it's another job. Yeah. It is not just like, here's some paint, here's some flooring. I mean, there's a lot, there is your baseboards, there is your door frames. Those are your doors, your door handles, your, um, your, all your ADA uh, yeah, yes. products, and uh, all your toilets, your countertops, I mean, decorative lighting, your feature walls. Yeah. You know, so there's the other thing too. So much involved. There's so so much. much. And, you know, obviously everyone has a different budget. And, you know, there's people who have smaller budgets, but they have big ideas. And they have, you know, as people say, like the champagne, you know, on a beer on a beer budget. You know, so then it's you know, and that's why it's great to have us because it could be they be like, oh my God, I I love this tile or I found this picture of this, you know, this wall, this feature wall. And so then what we do is take that and try to see how we can fit it into your budget. Maybe it's pulling, you know, maybe it's not doing a, you know, $6 per square foot tile and we take it down to $3. So then we can take that money and move it into another area, or it could be taking that material and finding something a little bit cheaper that looks just like it. We're really good at working with the budget and getting what you want. But you might, you might be able to, yeah, you might be able to say, okay, this $6 a square foot tile is going to blow up your budget. But you know what guys, based on all these offices, I can get this for three or four bucks and it looks actually looks better. And you've done that too, right? All the time. Yeah. All the time. And there's so many sources that we have that a lot of people don't have unless they're an interior designer. And they don't have to go around to hundreds of stores and ask tons of people. We know exactly where to get these things, find it for you and bring it to you and make it cohesive. And it's easy. Yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. They just point while we're there and we're in charge of making sure that they get what they want. So your brains are working as far as they're pointing. Okay. We'll go here and go there. I mean, yeah, you're probably like finishing each other's. Okay. Well, well, we're going over here. I know with this store. No, with that store. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, and also, you know, I can also say interior designers for commercial spaces, you know, it is important that if you're doing a commercial space, you want to make sure that they know what they're doing because it's the same as contract. Yes. It's material. It's understanding certain things. Exactly. It's just as ADA compliance and things like that. Right. All the legalities of what you do. All the things. So we already know in all, all the professions, (laughs) you know, it's really important that you find someone that's gonna, you know, work. Know best. what they're talking about. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I'm just wondering. Tell me about the strangest request you've ever gotten for a design idea in your dental office from somebody. Can you think of one that's like you just kind of shook your heads, or maybe something funny? Oh, no, but we actually put all. Just this is kind of funny. Oh, we, I, know. I don't know where you're going. Okay, so <laughs> this okay, gets scary. So this really Go ahead. Modern office. I don't know how this is going to sound, but we we had a chair, not a dental chair, just like a clear round chair, and it was hanging from the ceiling. Oh, my oh, God. It was, for, it was for a photo room. Yeah, it was we for did a photo really, room. And it was just kind of crazy and like in the moment. And we're like, yeah, this is so cool, you know. And yeah. um, he ended up, he needed another lab because he got super busy and, yeah. and all that stuff. So he ended up taking it out. But it was just like a cool feature that we were like, we never thought we'd be able to do that. I can tell you what we have seen that was not our design. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my God. There was this, I, I think it was somewhere in LA. Anyways, we went into this office and just like how I had mentioned before, you don't use red in, oh, a, in an office. Yes. And this office we went into, it was a remodel. Yeah. Had red everywhere. everywhere. And the oh one room in a consult room, it was this mosaic of 
a white background with red coral in this tile that looked like someone had spent a fortune on whenever it was tied. Oh my the God. red cabinet was, was awful everywhere. It and was I just thought to myself, Oh, there was another Why? office that we were remodeling and there was a cockroach running. Oh yeah. From the We've ground. Seen that too. Um, I, um, I, that yeah, was pretty, that scary. was pretty scary, but the <laughs> office actually turned out gorgeous. Yeah. It was after a big change. Up. Do you charge and, extra for cockroaches? Oh, I yes, we do. <laughs> I do not, Anyone out there listening? I if do you not have cockroaches. We are charging em. more. We can spray them, please, before we. Get I there. love it. That's too um, funny. And I think there there was an office recently we went to, and and he had a lot of the '90s photos up of people smiling and like one eight hundred, you know. So that yeah. was interesting. Yeah, we recommend not. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. a photo here and there is fine if some if you want to show off your work, but don't make it the main the 90s. focus. Yeah. So what what do you think are the biggest mistakes that dentists make when they design their office? I mean, obviously, not if you're good. doing it, they don't make the mistakes. But but yeah. what are the biggest not, mistakes not, you not see? Hiring. Not hiring us. Not, yeah. Okay, that that that's <laughs> not what I I understand. Okay. That's not what I'll I was looking for. Biggest. I'll tell you the biggest mistake. Is not creating the right team from the very beginning. Yeah. Having communication between everybody is extremely important. And I can say we have worked with, you know, over 10 different contractors. And it's for us, it's really learning the communication, the, the communication style of the contractor. So is, is the contractor easy to get a hold of over the phone? Is he more of a text guy? More, he's more of like, I need documentation on an email. It's really learning how they communicate and making sure that we're all communicating. So that I can say is probably super important to have. Yeah. Now, what about a dental architect? Does the dental architect fit into all of this or do they not? Well, they can. They can, yeah. absolutely can. I mean, um, we've worked on projects where they've been involved with and, you know, obviously they're, you know, doing the planning of certain things and we can work all together. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got to work together. <laughs> yeah. So let's yeah. talk about, let's talk about instead of building a brand new office where you have a, a, a blank palette, if we will. Mm -hmm. You've got a doctor who realizes that his office is circa Franklin Delano Roosevelt or Harry Truman or John mm -hmm. F. Kennedy, 60s or something. And they go, yeah, yeah my, my team, who are all in their 30s, if you will, has said that we need to fix right. it. So how do you approach a remodel where we've got an existing office? It's already designed. How, right. how do you approach that? So it is a, it is different for us. Um, what we recommend is for us to walk the office with you. Um, for us, we need to walk the space. We need to see what we can keep, what we can't keep, and really coming up with a plan of design from that meeting. So it's not really, I mean, yes, you, we can pull some inspirational photos, but it's really seeing the office in person to really make sure that we're, um, when we're designing, it's a cohesive design. It doesn't feel like, oh, this part was new and this part wasn't, you know, where it can get kind of tricky and weird. So for us, it's visual. We need to come into the space. Yeah, because a lot of the time, too, a lot of the remodels we do, you know, equipment, especially I mean, equipment in general is, you know, chairs, they're expensive. Cabinets are expensive. Um, so we find a lot of the time that's something they doctors would like to keep. So it's really like Natalie said you know, designing something that works with the existing Designs. things that, that they already have just to kind of give it a refresh. Unless in. they're trying to gut the whole thing and start all over. Fine. Then, well, but then, that's, a, but then that's a, that's a, that's a redo. That's almost like a new office. Yeah, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, it, it might be, you know, a soffit that has a design that has nothing on it. Then we might, you know, throw paint up there. You know, we, we, we look around and really see what we can refresh, redo and, and kind of make it interesting again. We actually have a doctor. We can't say her name due to, cause she, I think she's going to be selling here, um, but she's up North. And so we're going to her office in the next, I think two months. She, this office has been done, I think for 30 years, but she has kept these cabinets in like pristine, great shape, great shape, like yeah. amazing shape. So and like for us, we're like, 
we don't, we may want to paint them, but we're not going to say get all new cabinets. You're trying to sell the place. You're not, you know what I mean? So right, there's right. things no. that we can work around as long as things are being taken care of. Uh, that's so, the number one. Thing. So what about, what about the fact that like, for example, you're going to design a pediatric dental office for kids mm-hmm. differently. Yes. Um, what if, I mean, do you ask the doctors about their patient base? In other words, if, if you're dealing with a doctor who does a lot of implants and they're maybe seeing more people, um, baby boomers like me. Are you right. going to design a little different or, or yes. how do you so design for different age groups? That is of the course. first question mm-hmm. we ask on the phone. What kind of doctor are you? Where are you located? When, what's your demographic? What are you trying to achieve? Those are all the questions that we go off from the very, very beginning. So we know kind of where they're at. Okay. Yeah. And and the la- last thing I want to touch on, time goes by so fast. The yeah. last thing I want to touch on is... Is there anywhere in a dental design build out where you can just walk in and say, all right, doctor, I can save you $50,000 if we go from A to B. Is it, is it the soffits? Is it a waterfall? Is it a fish tank? I mean, where can you save? Where can doctors, because they want to save money, but they right. want to have a nice design. Where are you looking to, to at the budget and saving money? Cabinets and chairs and usually like the layout of things, we usually try to, if we can keep those things, we're going to keep them for you. We're really, we're not designers that come in and are all like, you know, like, oh, that needs to go. That needs to go. That needs to go. We're really actually really good about people's money and understanding that this is like people's a big what? People's what? Money. Oh, money. I thought you said mahi. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Money. Money. Yes, money. Money. Yeah, yeah, that's money, important. honey. So I thought that was like a young person's uh, thing that I didn't understand. Well, like everything else, I don't understand. No, we're so. just saying we're 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 not there to just say like you know you have to spend all this money. And I think the difference too will be depend on is that person getting ready to sell their practice, or right. is this someone that's planning on being there for another ten years? You know, so those things also we might say to someone who's selling, does this look? You know, in our eyes, like someone taking care of their cabinets and we can work with the color and all the things, the handle, just go, okay, hey, let's just get this place, you know, refreshed and look great. But maybe for someone who's planning on being there for 10 more years might be a little different. You're going to be here for a while. We want this, you know, design to last you another 10 years. So maybe when you do want to sell your practice. um, So there we might suggest to spend a little bit more. You know, every scenario, every doctor is different, what they have, what they're planning on doing. Um, And so it's everyone's very customized. Right. To every every situation is custom, you know. What what about spouses working together? Doctors, one spouse is the dentist and the other is the non-dentist and the non-dentist is the one that's telling you. We work really well. Um, We've had so many situations where the two doctors are husband and wife. Um, if the doctor, if the wife is the office manager or she just really wants to be involved or vice yeah. versa, if, you know, we are absolutely okay with yeah. it. We want them to be there if they're going to be like a huge decision factor. A lot of the time spouses always come always to come. the design meeting. I would say, you know, it's the fun part. Art. Yeah. <laughs> this is the fun part. This exactly. is the exciting part. Yes. We want people to get excited. Yes. Like this is exciting. Like mm-hmm. your office is is gonna look beautiful. So yeah, if you want to bring your spouse, great. Yes. Is there more pressure on you guys when a doctor goes, I don't have a clue, just make it look beautiful, or do you really no, prefer that's more? That's the best. That's the what? best. That's the best. It's the best. Uh-huh. We prefer it. We prefer it. And oh, yeah. Okay. And when the doctor lets us kind of run with our imagination and lets us kind of take reins, it turns out even better. Because we're so good at what we do. Yeah. And even in still, like if someone says, I have no idea what I want. Like I said, you know, it's kind of going, okay, just give us a tiny bit. Or just tell us what you don't like. So we're not wasting time. And then then we come up with, you know, different designs. You know, if you can picture three different boxes, right. With all different material, different colors, and we kind of will bring that to present that with our ideas. And the fun part is, is that you can mix and match. There is no real rules in the yeah. sense of coming up with a color scheme. But when like, you're holding the material and you're yeah. feeling the material, like, wow, I really like this, but I don't like that. 
okay, well, let's change, you know, this yeah. to that and, and, and move forward. And it's probably important for doctors to go and look at maybe some of the offices you've designed to get a feel for what yeah, they like absolutely. and what they don't, right? Right, of course. But we always remind them that every office is different. Every mm-hmm. design is going to be different. So, you know, of course, we're, you know, please go look at everything we've done. Look at our photos, call the doctors. Um, you know, I think that's that's really good to obviously look at. But we're really creating this office with you and your th- and what you want and branding and marketing for yourself. So that's just so important. Well, I, I love I love the two of your passions. I love your mom. Your mom, <laughs> Sherry, is awesome off the charts. And um, I think you make a great team. But again, folks, work with professionals that understand your profession, that understand what has worked and that just, and, and it's a fun process because, you know, you, you're going to, the, the coolest thing I've heard from doctors who built new offices is when all their patients come in and, and just tell them how beautiful their office is. And that's, that's the, that's the best, right? I mean, you can't oh, get yeah. any better than that. Oh, so, we, we love hearing it. <laughs> no, it, well, I'm sure you do. And you should love hearing it. So Kim and Natalie, thank you so much for taking your time and sharing your expertise. And doctors, I think the biggest takeaways I heard from this are, number one, work with a team that has done this before. Number two, get these guys involved early in the game so that all the everything has been picked out, uh, hasn't been picked out, and we can work with the the equipment person and we can work with the contractor and the architect and that everybody's on the same. I think that's the biggest takeaway, right? From what Absolutely. you're telling me. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, one more time, guys. Uh, how do we get a hold of if, if if someone here yeah. wants to talk to you just to, you know, yeah. from anywhere from, I just have a question about what color you like on the floor to, oh my God, I need an interior designer and this is perfect timing. I want to call you. What? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. So give me a call. My phone number is 818 818- 629-8280. You can check out our work on nickersondesigngroup.com and our Instagram is nickerson underscore design underscore. Sounds good to me. Guys, thank you so much. Good. Stay with me thank until I take the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. Stay stay with me until I uh, take the podcast out. And folks, thank you again for the honor and the privilege of your time. I, I Like I say, I, I, this is one of my happy places behind this microphone. And I was at CDA convention uh, several weeks ago and just got several folks came up and said, now listen to your podcast. I learned a lot. And uh, that's the whole idea. We want, you know, these times there are changing and everything, you know, it gets harder and harder sometimes. But you know what? The more effort you put into your dental practice, the more effort you put into working on your practice than just in your practice, anywhere from designing it to what procedures you're doing to how you schedule to your people. Just remember, this is a people business. I mean, these two ladies that you just heard from, I guarantee you, when they walk out of an initial meeting, people love them. People say, I want to work with these people because they're happy and they're positive and they're up people. Uh, and, and that's what you need to be in your practice. And if if something's not working, uh, make some changes. Give us a call. We can point you in the right direction. My name is Art Wiederman, uh, A. Wiederman at idbailey.com. And my phone number is 657-279-3243. Make sure you go on to the website of Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, www.decisionsindentistry.com for great clinical content, 140 continuing education classes at a very reasonable price. And again, we're going to be having uh, a lot of folks in the industry writing some articles for their webpage. We're working on all that as we speak. That's uh, a work in progress, as you will. And uh, if you're up in uh, San Jose for the Northern California CDA between September 7th and September 9th, I will be up there speaking. Don't know what day yet, but look at the program. And again, I want to thank you so much for the, uh, again, the honor and privilege of your time. And I hope this is helpful to you. If you're building out a dental office, there's, I mean, a lot to think about. I'm very fortunate that my wonderful wife, Lynn, of 38 years is really good at this because I'm not. And to have ladies like uh, Natalie and Kim to be able to help you is just a godsend. So 
With that said, I will uh, say adieu for this edition of The Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. The Art of Dental Finance and Management podcast is produced by Ide Bailey in partnership with Art Wiederman, CPA, Decisions in Dentistry Magazine, and the Academy of Dental CPAs. For audience questions and feedback, email Art Wiederman, awiederman at idebailey.com. That's A-W-I-E-D-E-R-M-A-N at E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. Or you may call Art at 657-279-3243.